Hey guys, you're listening to the Camera Therapy Podcast. I'm Damien. And I'm Aline. And today we're going to be talking about 4K video. Do you need 4K? Should you get 4K? Is it necessary? What is 4K? I don't know. Let's talk about it. Do you need 4K? Oh man. Big question here. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a pretty loaded question. My phone can shoot 4K 60. Don't. You need to stop with so, your phone. <laughs> my phone shoots 4K 60. I'm going to break your phone. <laughs> I use the 4K on it, but here's why I use it. I never deliver 4K. I shoot in 4K because I can reframe and post, which has been huge for me. My compositions, I'm not always able to get the perfect shot in the right right away when I'm traveling, but 4K gives me that flexibility of fixing my comp and post. Spoiler alert, I do shoot 4K, and I will second what he's saying. Um, I shoot a lot of weddings, and I get a lot of Uncle Bob's who like to whip out their phones when the bride's walking up the aisle. And if I can crop in, yeah, because I only get that one shot of her walking up the aisle, I can't tell her to redo that, exactly. right? Exactly. So if I can crop in and get her walking up the walking up the aisle, but I crop in and not lose any resolution there, right? where it's going to look fuzzy or retarded or just weird, um, that's... You know that that really helps with 4K. Yeah. So that's one that's one instance where I would say 4K is is great. Yeah, it's cropping. Having 4K as an option is great. I think where some people lose their mind is I want to export in 4K, and again the question comes back to why? Why are you exporting 4K? Where is this being played? Most websites hardly support 4K properly. Like I go on YouTube and I don't think. Um, 2160 they don't even have 3840 I get we all shoot our stuff we want it to look the best it can be and I'm not discouraging going for the best possible image but you have to understand where your work is being shown and you want it to look the best it can on that platform so I found that in most cases I will shoot 4k I will export to 1080 because this does a couple of things. One, I don't need the 4K file size. But if you have uh, some noise in your images, you'll notice that you actually lose that noise in that export because it's taking all of those pixels and squeezing them down into 1080. So without getting too technical, 4K down to 1080, you get better low noise, low light, low noise performance. Um, So that's a huge plus for me. Which, by the way... That's why I also shot on the C100. Little known fact is that it had a 4K sensor, which it internally downsampled to 1080, which was one of the ways it was able to do such great low light at its time. Um, it was one of Canon's best low light cameras at the time. So it's it's a good trick to know. That's a great thing. You know, I, I've heard that so many times, but I kind of forgot. Yeah. I kind of forgot about that. The, the whole thing. See, that's why I talk to this guy sometimes, because... I understand tech stuff, but then he understands something a little deeper. And that makes a lot of sense to me why you would downsample to 1080. Yeah. I started doing that with Instagram videos, but I never thought about that for like YouTube or Vimeo or something like that. Yeah. Uh, why that would be a good idea to downsample. Another good reason why you would want to shoot 4K is you can kind of throw off the illusion. My brother, if you guys don't know, I'm a twin and I shoot with a guy named Adrian Armstrong. I'm Damien Armstrong. And he came up with this idea. So he shot like an interview and he shot it where he had this wide shot of these two people sitting there. And then he had these close up shots of them. And I'm like, yo, 
and I, I kind of knew, like, I asked him, I'm like, yo, how many cameras did you shoot this with? He's like, one. So he had a wide shot of two people sitting there, then he had a close-up on the person on the left, and then a, and then he would intertwine it with the close-up of the person on the right. I'm like, how many cameras were you using? He said, one. I'm like, how'd you do that? So what he did pretty much was he had his wide shot as his base shot that he actually shot natively through the camera. And then what he would do is in post, every single time he would want to switch between the two people, he would just crop in on them. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good technique. To... Yeah, but with 4K resolution, because most people only have 1080p TVs, and 4K is not really going over as well as, I guess, industry thought it would. No, 4K is still not the standard in yeah, most homes. It's still not the standard. Most people have 1080p TVs, and then you get that one dad who's like, I want a 4K TV. Right, but... and even, even computer screens. Exactly. Like, I have a 4K monitor because I edit in 4K, but there's still a lot of videographers who have 1080p monitors because 4K monitors are not cheap. So if you want a really solid one, you're paying a lot of money for it. And kind of talking about the... I'm going to sidetrack here a bit, but if for those of you who don't know, um, the app I use on my phone to film is Filmic Pro. And I hope they do the software update for my phone, but for the new phone that came out, and I'm talking about iPhone here, for the iPhone 11, we're talking about multi-camera use here, um, how you were talking about doing multiple angles with um, 4K. They they did this amazing thing, which I guess we can only do now because phones are getting even better at processing. They'll You can put the camera right in the middle, and if we've got a two-shot, I can use the camera on the back end of the phone and the one at the front and record those at the same time and give me two different recordings while I'm shooting in Filmic Pro and then literally live switch between the two. I'm going to argue with you on that. Okay. And the reason being is because the one thing people are, don't understand, because people want to talk to me about selfies. Yeah. Like they have the new feature. It's selfie slow motion. Right. Slow, slow fees. Slow fees. I, I, I honestly, I thought that was just funny. And if anything, there's probably just a marketing thing. Here is my argument with that. When you switch to slow motion on any camera on a phone, even on a video camera, okay? Every time you switch to slow motion, your resolution does not look as good. No, it doesn't. Sorry, everything looks a lot fuzzy. Exactly, because when you're shooting in slow motion, that means your frame rate has to be, your frame rate, if your frame rate is 120, that means your shutter speed has to be double that, which means it has to be a lot higher, which means you're letting in less light. I don't like the sound of that because if you're doing it on your cell phone, your back camera is usually about 12 to 20 megapixels. Your front camera is significantly lower than that. Your front camera ends up being like 8, 6 megapixels. Which has been the standard. I think they bumped it to 12 now for the iPhone and iPads. But either way, either way, no matter which way you slice it, that front camera that's facing you is not going to be... it's going to be half as good as that camera on the back. And I completely agree. And I don't think this setup is for most situations, but I do think it's a nice tool to have in your pocket that you can literally shoot two angles in one. Um, For vloggers, I think it's great if you're shooting and you want to talk, but record what you're talking about at the same time. That's one of those um, small instances where I can see that being a good thing. For the record, y'all, if you guys are listening, I do not agree with Aline switching on a camera phone. He's doing what he can with a camera phone, and I support that. But I will never, 
I will never... I would not recommend this to anybody, but I'm doing this because, again, like I t keep telling you guys is you need to understand what you're doing and what's the best efficient and effective solution for that. And, yeah, I could have my mirrorless X-T3, but what do I always have that with me? The kind of content I'm making these days where I'm traveling and recording mostly what I'm just doing in the day, I can't always whip out my camera or have it with me for that fact or have those batteries charged. There's just so much I don't have to worry about anymore and it comes down to this is the solution for me. I would never tell Damien to shoot a wedding on his phone because that is career suicide. I got enough problems just shooting with a mirrorless camera. People harass me about, is that a video camera? I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah. video cameras don't look like those big, you know, JVC yeah. like DV cams that you had back yeah. in like 1995. Yeah. But yeah, so that's my two cents on 4K. I think the biggest piece of the puzzle, aside from your camera, is how are you editing this 4K footage? Yep. Are you editing it on whatever you've got right now because I can almost guarantee it's probably not good enough. That's the biggest thing with 4K. Premiere already has problems chugging regular footage. Don't throw 4K 60 at it and expect it to still take it. I'm okay so I actually do use Premiere and I I edit 4K 60. Um, but you have a pretty good setup. I do but my brother has a different my brother has a bit of a different setup than I do and even then it's still like yeah, like, it's not and as good as it kind of talk, tell me how, how much in dollars did you invest in this setup for what, just one of them? Okay, so I spent about, without the monitor, I spent about three grand. And that did not give enough horsepower to play back 4K 60. I'll say this, when it comes to editing 4K footage, I've had better success on a Mac that is half, the, half like spec wise, that is half as powerful. Just putting that out there, um, I used to run Mac, guys. I left Mac, uh, but even with what Aline's saying with his phone, uh, Mac, Apple can do great things. Yeah, and it, it, without getting technical. Optimization. That's what it comes down to. They own the hardware. They make the software. When you have that level of control, making things run is just, it takes away all the problems because... Think, think about it, you've got all this power in your computer and it's not that you're, it's not, you're not lacking in power at all because it might, to someone listening, it might sound like, oh, my iPhone is more powerful than your computer. That's not what I'm saying at all. Your stuff on paper, there's black and white, you have more power than I do. But why am I able to do what I can do is because of that hardware software integration because there's a lot of what Premiere is lacking to make everything run smoothly is they need to optimize their software. It's really clunky. Yeah. If they did that, you have you have enough power to do anything. You should you can do 3D animations with what you've got going on. Mm -hmm. Yep. So that's our two cents, guys, when it comes to 4K, 4K footage, 4K cameras, all that fun stuff. Yeah. If you guys have any questions when it comes to computers um, or stuff that has to do with 4K, hit us up. If I don't have the straight answer, I will find you somebody who does have the straight answer. Pass that, guys. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions about cameras with 4K, hit us up about that. Uh, but thank you guys for listening, and take care, and keep on being creative.
If you guys have any questions about, or just any questions based on anything we spoke about earlier, let us know. Um, make sure to follow the podcast if you want to keep up to date with all the episodes that we're going to drop. And if you want to be amazing, leave us a review, give us a like, follow us on Instagram at the Camera Therapy Podcast. And yeah, guys, stay tuned for more.